Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Finding Peace Within podcast. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton, and let me first thank you for tuning into the Finding Peace Within podcast. I know there are a lot of podcasts out here that you could be listening to, but you chose to listen to Lisa with the Finding Peace Within podcast, and I just don't take that for granted, and I thank God for what he's doing in the ministry and and for the blessings that you're receiving from listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast. If you are watching me via YouTube, thank you for tuning in, and um, hey, why don't you just like, subscribe, and share, and give a comment down below. I always like to hear what you all have to say about the segments and what we're talking about on the Finding Peace Within podcast. The podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do you do that? By studying the Word of God and doing the necessary things you need to do in order to be true to yourself. And that segues me into um, my books. Yeah, y'all know I'm an author. I have four books, but I really only sell four of them. And they are, my first book is um, <clears throat> Smile, Show Up, Succeed Every Day. Twin, uh, not 25, a little book of honey to help make every day count and be a little bit sweeter. Hey, this is a little bit of my story. Um, yeah, my journey to a smile. And then I wrote this sweet little Finding Peace Within Prayer Journal, The Journey to a Smile, where um, I share what the Lord gave to me while I was doing my personal work and finding my peace within. It's a workbook. It's uh, got a lot of lines in here for you to write in and some questions. And then my latest book is Today's Investment, Tomorrow's Return, 25 Personal Investments That Will Add Value to Your Life. It's 25 things that you can do on little things like spending time with the Lord that will add value to your life. And today, we're going to talk about, I've been, since my dad died, I've really been thinking about who I am and what God has created me to be and how did I become to be who I am. So this series, um, we're going to talk about, I just want to be me. And is that really possible to just be me? And what does just being me look like? Mm-hmm. So we're going to dig deep in this next series. I just want to be me. Before we get started, I always like to open up with a short word of prayer. Lord, I thank you today for who you are in my life. Lord, I thank you for being um, the Lord of my life. I just thank you for health and strength on today. I ask that you be with me as I bring forth this word. Let it um, pierce the heart of somebody who is struggling in their identity. And they have not come to terms with who they are. How life has dealt them hands that they don't quite know how to deal with. So we ask that you just um, allow your anointing just to flow through me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. So, here we go. (laughs) Uh, I didn't type anything out today. I wrote it all on my book pad, all on my pad. My brother is a preacher, and he still writes his sermons out on paper. He does not use the computer for his lessons, so for his sermons. And so today, it, it is still on paper. When we think about... When we were born, you know, so I'm going to think about myself. When I was born, obviously, um, my grandmother raised me from the age of one to um, I moved out when I was 20 years old. 
But who I became and the person and my personality was developed based on the household that I lived in. Now, my grandmother was single. I never saw grandma with a man. Um, it was always me, grandma, and the church. Okay? Me, grandma, and the church. There were a lot of things I couldn't do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't play ball. I couldn't be a cheerleader. I couldn't wear pants. You know, forget makeup. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I, I did have friends. I couldn't talk on the telephone. She even had a lock on the telephone. But a lot of that stuff um, helped to develop my personality. My mom says, I've always smiled and I've always been crazy, but there are things that were developed within me that um, were developed based on the household that I was raised in. I was raised differently from my other 10 siblings because my grandmother kept me in church and my brothers and sisters were not kept in church. But one thing, I, I do thank God for grandma in raising me um, in that manner, but I thank a lot of that has um, caused me to go in ways that my sisters and brothers did not go. So at what point in my life did uh, the true essence of who Lisa was became to be? Honestly, I, I, I'm going to say at 38. <laughs> at 38, that's when I really uh, began to realize who I was and who I had become my soul, what my soul had become, because there had been a point in my life that my soul was in a dark place. I can remember um, when I, of course, I had my son at 16 and in the 11th grade, I went back to school in the 11th grade, 11th grade pregnant. So that meant I got pregnant right after 10th grade. And it was really hard, you know, it was because at that point, my personality was developed already and who I wanted to be was this free Willie Lisa, but now I'm a teen mother. So how do I deal with being a teen mom and still be in the church and having to be silenced and then going back to school pregnant and, and dealing with all the things that I was dealing with at home? Being the only one to get pregnant. Now, and since my dad died, I have I've asked my mom some questions that I've always wanted to ask her. Was I the only one to get pregnant? And she's like, yeah, I was like, well, hey, that messed up. <laughs> because they weren't in the church, but I was. And I was the one that got pregnant. And then when I um, I was 20 years old, of course, Adrian is, is a, a, a toddler at this point. I um, you know, I fell in love with a young man who um, asked me to marry him, but I, I couldn't marry him because the church had already picked up my husband for me. So there is another part of, of my personality that was stolen from me, the ability to even think for myself because the church was making so many decisions for me to the point that I didn't know how to say no to the church. So I had to say no to the man I loved at that time, um, who has always been a part of my life. And um, I remember the day, you know, having to say no to him. And he took us back to the place where it all started. And he threw the ring in the lake. 
And that took a part of my soul too. And I believe that was also a part of my journey to um, promiscuity and trying to find who Lisa really was. And of course, I've gone through two marriages and now on my third marriages and in a lot of relationships in the middle. But when we think about the soul of who we are and how and how did I come to the place of finding this peace within that I have, I had to do some work. And the first thing I had to do was take control of the power of my intentions. That's the first thing you have to do. Take control of the power of your intentions. What are your intentions when you do things? What are your intentions when you say certain things? I have this thing. If I can't get the the results that I'm looking for, then I don't go down that road. If I'm looking for a certain thing, I don't go down that road. When I think about... um that relationship that I had to say no to because of my relationship, not with the Lord, you know, because I was in the church, that was my life, but because of my devotion and my loyalty to the church and to my pastor, the bishop at the time, I I had to say no to something that I want. Now at 57, will I say no? Probably, uh, no, church, I'm going to do it this way because now I understand what it is I want and what I desire. So am I able to be who Lisa really is? Hmm. Let's think about that. What are my true intentions? When you think about decisions that you're making, when I think now, um, when my husband and I go through a little something and I want to have a conversation with him, I always think, now, how is this going to turn out? Because if this is not going to turn out well for me, then I'm probably not going to have the conversation right now. And that's something we need to think about. What kind of outcome do I want? What kind of soul do I want? What kind of person do I want to be perceived? And we say what people say or think does not matter to us, but it really does. Not that it has, it carries a whole lot of weight, but it does kind of matter. Um, what do I want to share about who I am with the world? Y'all know I'm an open book. I've written about my life. I tell y'all all about my life and what I've done. Um, so I'm not, a, um, I, I've had some regrets in the past couple of days. Um, since my dad died, I have really been dealing with, um, some emotional, um, bereavement. Yeah. Death seems to bring out a lot in you. When you are um, mourning the loss of uh, of a loved one, you kind of um, rewind your life back and begin to look at things that you've done and you want to make the wrong right. And I, I had to go back and, and make a wrong right and to make sure that the person understood what really happened. And this is what really happened. It wasn't because I didn't want to. It's because I couldn't. Number two, make a choice to be happy. How do I be who I am? I make a choice to be happy. Regardless to where or what situation I'm in, I need to create a life of happiness for myself because no one can make you happy. Happiness is an emotion. It's a 
feeling that you have from inside is not a part of the soul. The joy is the part of the soul, but happiness is based on how you feel. Let's just say that. So if you're feeling some type of way today, then you need to change how you're thinking about today. Um, just recently, of course, y'all know that died. So I, my emotions have been up and down, up and down. One day I'm happy, one day I'm sad, one moment I'm crying, one moment I'm smiling. And I have to call my friends. I'm saying, look, I am having a day. I'm having a day. Y'all talk me off the, off the ledge. <laughs> I just want to run away and just go hide somewhere because of the reality. And I even asked the Lord the other day, I said, why did you have to take that? Why? Why? Of course, I know because I'm a believer. I understand the why, but I'm like, Lord, why? Because now all of these emotions have crept up inside of me and I, I am having to deal with those emotions, but I am making a choice to be happy. I enjoy working in my yard. Y'all know that. So we just had a privacy fence put up. And I have been taking advantage of just working out in the yard and laying pavers out and buying bulbs because that stuff makes me happy. Yeah, I'm making a choice to be happy. And in order to do that, I have to adjust my thoughts, adjust my thoughts about myself and the way I do that is to lean into good, happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Not that you ignore your reality. Not saying that you need to re ignore your reality because the reality is your truth. This is the truth. But we need to tell the truth about our reality. Is this sadness because of something I've created? Who I've become? Who I really am? Is because of something that I've created? Or is it because of a situation that has molded me into becoming who I am? I'm a very conservative person in my dress and how I present myself to the world. Even at home, I'm very conservative. And that's a part of who I am. I am a kind person. Haven't always been, though. That came from doing my work. But I had to lean in to something different. I had to lean in to the person I wanted to become. And the person that I wanted to present to the world. Not that I'm one person in my home and another person outside the door. I am who I am all the time. And that's what you want to be. Be who you be when you be. We're all becoming. The person I am at 57 is not the same person um, behavior-wise I was at 20. I'm still wild and crazy, but but we're straight now. You know, I'm not just all over the place. But um, we have to lean in to what we want to be. I had to start telling myself I am worthy of happiness. I am worthy of love. I am wor worthy of being taken care of. And a lot of people think because you're pretty, you have a high self-esteem, which we know that's not true. That's not true. Um, because you look a certain way or grew up in a certain household. And that's another thing. I watched a movie called Basil. Basil. Um on Amazon Prime. Oh my God, it's an awesome movie. But the father, you know, they were rich and they lived in this big castle and the, the mother was sick and the, 
the dad was having an affair because mom, you know, couldn't take care of his niece anymore. And his sons watched him do what he was doing. And so when the boys, you know, grew up and started looking at girls, dad was like, mm -mm, you're not going to have her because she's lower than us. And the oldest son, he put, he put him out. He's like, you got to go to boarding school. He never came back home because the expectation was you, these people are peasants. So you can't go down that road. And then Basil grew up watching his dad have affairs and doing things to his mom and talking down to people. So when he got of age, he fell in love with a girl that was below their standard. And he made a covenant with the father to give the girl something. In long story short, dad was very upset with what he did. He put him out of the house and he grew up and he raised his daughter. He came back to London. He saw his, his half sister and she said, you need to make it right with your dad. And the father explained to him about who he was as a teen and the life that his his parents created for him and the path that his parents created for him. And he was doing the exact same thing to them. But there was something deep down in his soul that would not stop him from longing for what he never had. And that was freedom to be the man he wanted to be. And he, he gave his son the freedom to be who he wanted to be when he kicked him out of the house. Sometimes we need to get kicked out of the house to be who we want to be. Four, be, a pe be at peace with whoever and whatever your soul reveals about you. Now, when I, um, when I got married at 23, I was still trying to find Lisa, you know, who that girl was. And moving to Charlotte, um, I felt like Alice in Wonderland because I, I would go uptown and look around the high rise. You know, I'm from Hartsville, South Carolina. We don't have skyscrapers there. And I found myself on the corner just looking up in the sky, um, married but lonely, you know, married but lonely. And um, my soul was telling me that I was not making the right decisions for myself and my intentions were not pure but again when I started doing my work at 38 my soul let me know I am worthy of love I'm worthy of love and I'm still doing that at 57 I am worthy of love I am worthy <laughs> of love I'm gonna keep saying that I am worthy of love and who I am will not be bottled up in a bottle. I ain't no genie in no bottle. I ain't staying in no bottle so you can be happy. I have this thing also. Don't lose yourself for the comfort of another. If I am a happy, jovial person, then I'm going to be that happy, jovial person. You will not. We got this song. Don't you let the devil steal your joy. Yeah, don't let the devil steal your joy. Who you are is not who you've become. The moment I become someone else to fit in. I am no longer myself. And that goes back with don't allow yourself to become something to make someone else comfortable. And that's what happened to me in my second marriage. I became somebody else so that the 
that person can be comfortable in who they were. Don't do that because now people won't even know who you are. Lord, the Lord comes and gets you. It's like, where's Lisa? Where's the smile? Where's that happy girl? Where's that joyful girl? The girl that brings the light. Who is she at the core? And that's who I am at the core now that I understand who I am. And the church didn't make that for me. I made it through my work and God brought that out. That thing, that DNA that was in me when I was born. This was in me when I was born. And life happened and and it snatched it away. It stole it from me. It stole it from me. It stole it from me. From the age of 16, 20, 21, 22, it was taken from me. And I'm taking it back now, y'all. Number five, witness in your life what is not working and be willing to shift. I think this is the hardest part for us is identifying what in our life is no longer working. It no longer serves us and get rid of it. A lot of us talk about, um, especially in relationships, we talk about what a person does as opposed to what, how they make me feel. You know, he, he makes six figures and he drives this and he does this. He got this. He got this. But when you walk in his presence, you shut down. There's that energy. I was listening to R.C. Blake this week and he was talking about the energy of a man. And the same thing for us as women. What kind of energy are you bringing? That energy is who you are at the core of your soul. Your soul will reflect through your energy. When you walk in the door and the atmosphere changes, there is something about you that is so strong. Either it takes it up or it takes it down. And you want to be that energy that brings it up. When people get in your presence, people tell me, and I've had this said to me a lot of times, it's just something about your energy, Lisa. It's like people gravitate to you. And that's been prophesied to me. I don't know how many times people gravitate to me. And it's not because I'm not boasting. I'm just saying through the work I've done in my finding my peace within, God has allowed the energy, his presence, the Holy Spirit just to be present in my life. And I thank God for that. But I had to do the work and shift. I had to push some stuff out. I had to push some people out in order for the joy that I have and the happiness that I want to have to come forth. We gotta, we gotta do the shift. Change that which takes you away from your soul. When your soul is lying wait, what is happening to your being? Can you really just be you? When someone comes and takes the breath out of you. I I used to say that um, my second marriage was like a a leech. You know, uh, I I can't remember. I think it's a leech that grabs hold to your skin and just sucks the blood out of you. You know, the battery and the alternator. The alternator would drain the battery. So I was the battery and he was the alternator. Just drain you. And there are people who just drain you. You need to shift. If when you see their name on the telephone, you're just like, oh my God, what? If you hear their name, it's like, oh my God, what do they want? Why? Who and why? There's a shift needs to be made. 
Not that everybody in your life is going to make you uh, be happy, but you have a choice now because you are creating the life that you want. If you want a happy life, create a happy life. Create that. Who you be is who you want to be. And we don't know who we are because we've been conditioned by how we were raised. So become the person you want to be and be that person. So we had, but let's go back over. Take control of the power of your intentions. Take control of the power of your intentions. Make sure your intentions are pure when you want to be. I just want to be me. Be intentional with what you do. Um, number two, make a choice to be happy in yourself. Who you want to be. I want to be happy. Well, lean in. Number three, adjust how you think about your happiness. Lean in to who you want to be. Lean into that. Don't just let life happen and go by and you just trying to figure it out. Lean into it. Change your surroundings. Being at peace within who you in your soul reveals a whole lot about who you are. Your soul reveals who you are. Your soul reveals who you are. And witnessing your life what is not working and be willing to make the shift. That's what we want to do. Be willing to make the shift. Be willing to change that which no longer serves you. Whew. That was good. That was a good word. Can you really show up for yourself and be who you be? Think about it. Let's be who we gonna be. Even when it's hard, be who you gonna be. That's a good place to close out in prayer. Lord, we thank you today. We honor your name and we praise you, oh God. We thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for peace. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has come to comfort and to reveal that about ourselves that need to be changed and give us the courage to be who you've ordained and called and created us to be. We thank you, oh God, just cover us, um, be with the bereaved who are suffering, those who are dealing with mental illness and situations they don't know how to control. Give them peace today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Now, thank you all for listening <laughs> to the Finding Peace Within. You go, make it a wonderful week. And I will, 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 will be seeing you on Lisa 6 and 3, Monday through Friday on Facebook, Lisa 6 and 3. That's my morning devotion. I give a three-minute mini-sermon that will give you strength to go forth in your day that day. Now, as I always say, smile, show up, succeed every day. A centered soul is a centered Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now, don't forget to connect with Lisa on all her social media outlets. Just Google her name, Lisa L. Dalton, or Finding Peace Within, and you'll find her there. 
And remember this, a centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.